0: Be saved amen. oh praise the lord amen how many how many how many was singing that song that we just sang here, but wherever he goes i'll leave some of you weren't right okay <laughs> praise the lord uh, but uh you know it's easy to sing the song different to go yeah. amen different to go and uh thank the lord for those who go i like to go but i like to come home Let's all say amen. amen. So when missionary gets called, I'm thankful to God for them and uh, thankful to God for their faithfulness. Amen. And if I go visit, I'm coming back, Lord willing. And uh, God didn't call me to be a missionary, and uh, if He had of, I would have went, and, uh, but He called me to pastor, and I'm thankful for that. I'm glad you're here tonight, glad you're saved and on your way to heaven. It's amen. a blessing. Amen. I was listening to the um, songs tonight. And I was listening to the special tonight and then that last song. And you know, it just may be tonight, might be that night, whenever God calls somebody. We sang the song, Lord, wherever you lead, I'll go. And tonight you may may have come to church with the intention of, of listening to the missionary singing a few songs, listening to the preaching, going home, watching the World Series, and enjoying life. And tonight might be that night, sitting in this room, when you don't get out of here without hearing from God that says you're the man, you're the lady that I want in the work of the Lord. Amen. I remember, I was listening to Brother Tom preach last night, and I remember getting saved, and I was 17 and a half years old, and I had felt as though God was already calling me to preach. I, I thought I was saved, but uh, I felt God was calling me to preach, and, and uh, <clears throat> after I got saved, I, I don't know, a couple months later, I talked to my pastor. I said, I just feel like God's wanting me to preach. I, I don't know about that, you know. Uh, uh, number one, I didn't like doing oral reports in front of the school class. Amen. I had to do that, and so I wasn't really thrilled about that part of it, uh, but anyway, and so uh, uh, I, I just told him, I, I really thought that was what God was calling me to do, and uh, I wanted to do it, and so uh, he, uh, we had prayer, and then uh, I was dating my wife at that time, so I thought, you know, if I'm going to preach, she better be in on board, and so I went and, and uh, talked to her, and I said, you know, you bet. I said, I really think God's calling me to preach, and I said, you know, if, if that's not in your plans, then we need to part ways. And, uh, and she said, well, let me make a phone call and see if this other guy's available. And if he wasn't, so she, she said, no, he didn't answer. So you're in. So, oh, hallelujah. That always helps your pride. Amen. No, nah, I should not do that. And, uh, and so anyway, so I surrendered to preach. And, and uh, I just enjoy preaching. I enjoy studying the Word of God. And. And, uh, you know, I could write a book on what not to do as a pastor. You know, I've been pastor in November, starting my 26th year. I could write a book on what not to do. I, mean, I didn't say what to do. I said what not to do. I've done enough stuff. Not, you shouldn't ever do that kind of stuff. But I'm thankful for the privilege to preach the Word of God and to be here tonight. And I hope it's a blessing to you. We do not have a clock. And so... Uh, the spiritual people tell me how long you want me to preach 30 minutes it's already seven o'clock and uh you know if you're my age or older you got to get home oh you are 701 oh it's already been a minute praise the lord 702 them guys are moving the clock i can see it they just keep moving it you know if you're my age you got to hurry up and get home so you can rest so you can go to bed that's all that's my age and older lift your hands and say amen to that Go home, sit down in the chair, take a nap so you can rest up, so you can go to bed. And uh, that's, that's just the way life is. You know, I never understood that as a young person, and, uh, and, and I, and I, but I understand it now. So take your Bibles, Acts chapter 13, and with the Lord's help, uh, we're going to preach on uh, something here tonight. I hope I help you. It, it, the title of the message is this, The Message of Missions. The message of missions. We are in a missions conference. We have missionaries here. And, and you know, folks, I was, I was list, listening to the song uh, the ladies sang, and they said there's people that die in foreign lands, and there's people that die next door. And then we sang that song, wherever he leads me, I'll go. What if God just called you to go up maybe to St. Louis? St. Louis is probably a mission field. Yeah. Amen. I mean, would you go there? I, you don't even have to get a visa to go there. You just gotta get prayed up. That's all you gotta do. And so one time, I don't know, some some months ago, I don't even remember what it was, I was reading Acts chapter 13 and 14. Acts chapter 13 and 14 lay out the ideal passages and the ideal formula for missions from start to finish. From the Holy Ghost to God calling somebody, separating them, the church sending them forth, and the full circle they come back and report to the church. I mean the whole thing is there. And and whenever Paul, and so we'll read verses 1, start at 1, and we'll just kind of skip around here and catch the, the thoughts just to save time. I don't want to read all of chapter 13 and 14, or we'll never get out of here. <laughs> Amen? And uh, so anyway, verse 1, and there were in the church that is at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, and so so, so here's the church, it's a Gentile church, and um, they've got these, remember Barnabas went down there. I heard this for the first time. I don't know if this is true or not, I just heard it for the first time. I heard a guy say he thought Barnabas was the pastor of the Antioch Baptist Church. I, I don't know that he was or not, I really, I don't know. But if he was, praise the Lord, if he wasn't, praise the Lord, doesn't matter to me. He was there and several others. And verse 2 says, and as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate me Barnabas. And Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away, so they being sent forth of the Holy Ghost, departed unto Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. And when they uh, were at Salamis, they, listen to this, preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. Look at verse number 42 of that chapter. And the Bible says about halfway down that verse, uh, well, the Bible says this, And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath day. By the way, did you know, uh, In beginning in verse number, I think it's about verse 16 down through 42, is Paul's rec- first recorded message that he preached for, uh, to, uh, on his mission journey. And then if you look at verse number 40, uh, let me see, 44... Uh, The next day came almost the whole city to hear the word of God. Look at verse number 49. And the word of the Lord was published throughout all the region. Praise the Lord for that. Chapter 14, verse 1. And so spake that a great multitude, both of Jews and also of Greeks, believed. In verse number 7. And there they preached the gospel. In verse 15. Preached unto you that you should turn from these vanities unto the living God in verse number 25 and when they had preached the word in Perga they went down to Adelaide and so Paul's missionary journey was nothing but one mass time of preaching the Word of God and that word was the gospel that's what he preached amen so let's have word of prayer and uh, it's not the closing prayer it's the starting prayer amen (laughs) father thank you again for the day Bless the Word of God. You get glory in all that's said. Lay your hand upon some young man, some older man, some young lady, some older lady to commit their lives to doing that which you'd call them to do. In Jesus' name, amen. I am a firm believer in the gospel. Amen. I don't believe there's a better message to preach than the gospel. I like to preach on revival at our church, and uh, I preach on it quite a bit. We don't have it. I just like preaching on it amen and if we ever get it then I'll quit preaching on it but my favorite thing to preach on is the gospel I don't care if everybody's saved amen it thrills my heart to preach about what Jesus has done and here the Apostle Paul and Barnabas are going to go on this first missionary journey and I and I don't want to be uh out of line here or anything but really they didn't go to plant churches, they didn't go to build orphanages, they didn't go to build hospitals, they didn't go to do all the things that, that seemingly come to our mind about missions, but they did go to do one thing and that was to preach Jesus. And out of preaching Jesus, people got saved and got baptized and churches were organized. If you look through there, and we don't have time, Paul in about 28, 30 months, he organized at minimum about 12 to 15, 20 churches and and established them. And boy, it's a great work of God. I thank God for missionaries, amen, and their desire to go and preach the word of the Lord. And so tonight, I just want to give you the message of missions. The message of missions... Is, is not about me or about a missionary, but it is a message about the Lord Jesus Christ. The purpose of missions is to preach the gospel. Men are in darkness. Women are in darkness. They need light. And Jesus is the light that they need. And well, i tell you, out of of the gospel comes all the other benefits of seeing people people saved and baptized and churches organized and lives changed and, and homes built and such like things. There's nothing more important to the call of the preacher than to preach the gospel. The gospel. So it's such a wonderful news. The good news. Amen. Tomorrow the pastor said they're going to hand out Bibles out here. And, and you know there will be somebody who will come by and get a Bible. And, and they're going to get good news. Now you won't get good news on CNN or Fox or any of them other stations. But you'll get good news out of the book. Th- them angels came with some good news to them shepherds. It stirred them up. They just left the sheep, went and found the shepherd. Amen. And so tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to give you some thoughts about the gospel. About the gospel, the message of missions. And, and for that, I just, I just got four points, and it's 7.09. I preached this down in El Paso. The guy gave me 30 minutes, so I'll indulge and be, give you 30 minutes. We'll be out here by 7.35, okay? Hallelujah. If I would had told my church that they would have raised up in praise and... I mean, they'd have done the wave across the church, amen? I had a guy preach for me this Sunday. He preached an hour and 10 minutes. I said, don't sound so bad for me preaching 40, does it? All right, so let's look at the definition of the gospel. We've got to know the gospel. So turning your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I know you know all of this, but, but it's just good to remind us, amen? amen? When we talk to people, we're not talking to them about being a better person and all this. We're talking to them about the gospel, And the gospel is the message that people need to hear. The Bible says this in chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. Paul meant no words of what he was declaring. Amen. The gospel. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1. I declare unto you, brethren, the gospel. Boy, listen, preacher, one day I was up at the, they had prayer at the flagpole. And, and I was listening to another guy, he was running the thing, and he said, he said, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, and, and then he went on. I thought, wait a minute, that wasn't the right thing to say. The Bible says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Amen. Amen. This gospel that we're talking about is about Christ. The world has a gospel. The world has a Jesus, the world has a spirit, but we're talking about the gospel, amen. And the Bible says, He said, I preach unto you which I preached unto you which also you've received, wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That is the gospel. Nothing more, nothing less. It has nothing to do with baptism. It has nothing to do with being a good person. It has nothing to do with anything other than Christ dying for my sin and your sin and burying our sin in His body and then being buried and then being raised again the third day for our justification. Well, thank God today I know what the gospel is. See, I was raised in a home that didn't know the gospel, I was raised in a place that didn't know the gospel. My mom was saved, but she had backslid on God. My dad was just lost. And he had no interest in the gospel. He had no interest in us knowing the gospel. Somehow through the series of God's grace and mercy, I got into a church and I heard the gospel. I heard some good news. And when I heard that good news, you know what? I thought, well, that ain't for me. That ain't for me. And i resisted it but thank god god was very gracious and persistent in dealing with my heart and one day i asked jesus i received him as the bible said i received the preaching of god's word i obeyed the gospel i did what god said and i was gloriously saved by the gospel and let me tell you i ain't never got over it you know i know people it's gotten over getting saved but I have never got over it. It did something for me. In fact, I'm kind of worried about some of this new modern uh, salvation stuff we see. I thinking about that preacher over there to Haiti. I, I remember some of them old preachers I was around whenever I was a young Christian and they was always talking about going to Haiti and preaching and had been for several years in the 60s and 70s and preaching and trying to win people to Christ. And, and, and you know God took drunkards and made preachers out of them and He took bad men and made good men out of them. But man I'm telling you what today the gospel it just doesn't have the power that it used to have. You've got to get saved and then get, you don't know, go through the program. No, you don't. The gospel works. The gospel. Christ bore our sin. I, I, I like what the preacher said up here, but let me say it like this. Christ became the very thing God hates the most so that I could become the very thing that God loves the most. Christ, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians that God, or 2 Corinthians 5 that God made him to become sin who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Christ became sin the gospel he died but thank God he raised again the 3rd day he's a resurrected lord he's seated on the right hand of the father and tonight you and I are saved by the gospel there ain't a person in this room that got saved any other way if you're saved tonight you got saved by the gospel you didn't get saved by saying a prayer you got saved by the gospel you didn't get saved by being a baptist you got saved by the gospel you didn't get saved by baptism you got saved by the gospel Oh, thank God today. Thank God today for the gospel. I'm glad I know what it is. Because there's a lot of folks around me that don't know what it is. I'm sure every every church around here knows what it is. But boy, we got some wacky doodles up there. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen. I look at them and and they say, well, you believe in God. You believe in God, that's all you got to do. You know, be good, sacraments and all that kind of stuff. No, you got to believe the gospel you got to believe the gospel. So you got to know what it is. So if you're going to, the message of missions is you got to know the gospel. Paul didn't go out there and say, well, hmm, you brethren got anything you want to say? And Paul said, well, you know, we's back over yonder in Jerusalem. They just, you know, they just all worked up that whole lot of things. No, Paul preached the gospel. You read his sermon, he preached the gospel. He started at the beginning and preached to the end, and he got Jesus in there all over the place. Oh, I'll tell you what, we have, a, we have a message today. But not only that, I, I, I just want, I want to tell you, make sure we understand what the gospel is. But, but look at Mark chapter 16. You, you know these verses. These are not going to be new verses by any means. The Bible says in Mark chapter 16 and verse number 15. Now, now here's where we need to listen. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He didn't say, go somebody else, go ye. There's somebody maybe here tonight, there are probably a lot of somebodies here tonight, that we need to understand our mission of the gospel. We we must preach the gospel. We must answer the call to go to preach the gospel. I don't even know where this brother's at. He keeps talking about a country I've never even heard of it. But he's over there preaching the gospel. You know, he didn't go over there because one day he, he was sitting around, you know, here in the United States. He said, boy, there ain't much to do around here. No, he went over there because God called him to preach the gospel. Go. You know, we've got to go to the gospel or carry the gospel to people. We've got to go. It's always been go. You know, sometimes we as a church want people to come to us, but God says Go. And we have to go out here into this area, into uh, whatever city we're in, in St. Clair and, and these other areas. We've got to go, but we've got to go not only here, but regions beyond. Yes, to the uttermost part of the earth. Preach the gospel to every creature. You know, there was a time, you know, ladies and gentlemen, when we, w- we wouldn't have thought there was a creature one. But you know, we're seeing some people, we're wondering if they ain't creatures. <laughs> Amen? I mean, we are in Bible-fulfilling times today amen we're to preach the gospel to every person we see we're to be a witness <coughs> i wonder tonight uh, it, are you willing to go remember isaiah man he couldn't get his hand up quick enough here am i lord said who'll go for me and oh, oh, isaiah's jumping up and down hey 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 send me he was the only one in the audience by the way i mean hey send me send me i'll go i'll go Tonight, would you surrender to God and say, Yeah, Lord, I'll go. When the preacher calls us for visitation, I'll go. When the preacher calls us to go, I'll go. You don't have to go to a foreign land to go, you just got to get up and go. Yes, well, I'll tell you, <clears throat> such a need today for people to carry the gospel to the world. You could carry it to the nursing home, you could carry it to the you could carry it to the labor force, you could carry it down here to the local uh, convenience store. You could carry it to Walmart, you could carry it to your neighbor, you could carry the gospel anywhere. Oh, we need to go, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, tonight we need to go. We must must know the gospel, but we must preach the gospel. Our mission is to preach the gospel. You know, Paul preached the gospel. We read it over and over in that missionary journey. He preached the gospel, and the result of that was people getting saved. You know why I think people are not getting saved in the masses the way that they used to? I don't believe we're doing enough preaching of the gospel. I believe we do more preaching of the gospel instead of some of the other stuff that's going on. I believe more people get saved. And so you say, well, preacher, you know, you preach too much, they'll just turn the gospel away. Then that's their business. But they need to hear the message. Not all of them in Acts chapter 13 and 14 believe. There were some of them that got stirred up about it. But Paul preached to him about Jesus. I want to give you something else in Romans chapter number 1. You know these verses. Again, I'm not preaching anything new. I'm just trying to encourage you about the mission or the message of missions is the gospel. We've got to know what it is. We've got to go and preach the gospel. And, and you know something else. We need, to, we need not be ashamed of the gospel. Paul said this in Romans chapter 1 verse 14. I am a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you there at Rome also, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And we we can't be ashamed of this most powerful uh, uh, message that there is. You know, there's times whenever we get, you, you know, we know that God has to look at us and just shake his head like, good night. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen, there's never a time when we ought to be ashamed of him. There never time whenever we ought to blush to tell about the good news. Hey listen, if I was down at the bank and the banker told me, "You know what? We're just having a free giveaway today. And everybody that you tell, ever how much money they get, I'm going to give it to you." So I'd come into this church and I'd say, so, so let's say that, that every, every amount of money you could hold in your hand you could get, and then whatever you got, I was going to get. So if I got 100 people and they got a handful, I was going to get 100 handfuls of money. Boy, it would be good stuff, amen? You know, I'd be dumb not to come up here and say, all right, let's church. I know we're a missions conference, but we're going to raise a little bit of support real quick. Let's run down to the bank. And you say, what are we going to do down there? I know, the banker just said how much money you can grab in your hands you can have. Well, my goodness, we'd all be happy. Even if we're Baptist. Even if we're at church on Friday night, amen? I mean, we'd be just delirious. We'd be saying, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. We'd sing and we don't even sing. We got down there to bank and the banker said, all right, anybody, whatever you can hold in your hand, boy, we'd, we'd be strengthened in our hands. We'd get money loads and every bit you got, I got. Well, wouldn't that be exciting? now you say well preacher I wouldn't tell anybody well I would amen and you would too I mean listen there's something about free that just stirs my heart amen I, I was telling the church down in El Paso uh the, the, the other missionary that was there he had pens and and I, I got more pen I don't even write that much but I got more pens than I need But I'm going to tell you what, when they offer a free pen and they offer a free something off the table, I'm taking it. I don't even care if I don't use it. I'm taking it. Let's all say amen to that. Yeah. I'm not ashamed to to stand up. I mean, God isn't charging us anything for the gospel. And, And we're ashamed to tell somebody, hey, this is free. God loved you. And God gave his son for you so that you could be saved. But let me say this real quick. There's times... Whenever I intend, I'm sitting in my office, and I think, you know what, I'm going to go out and visit. I'm going to go out and talk to somebody about the Lord. And I'll get in my car or truck, and I'm telling you all the way there, I'm thinking, boy, I'm really going to talk to them about the Lord. I'm really going to talk to them about the Lord. I'm really going to talk to them about the Lord. Time to pull into their house, and I just drive right on by. I think, well, you know, they probably ain't home anyway. Well, you know, they probably wouldn't listen anyway. You know, they probably got company anyway. You know what that is? That's just being ashamed of the gospel. That's just cowarding out. Ever how you want to put it. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, we ought not to be ashamed of the gospel. Paul said, As much as in me is, I am ready. Are you ready tonight to preach the gospel to somebody? When you leave here, are you ready to maybe run into somebody? Listen, God providentially brings people into your lives so that you and I can witness to them. It's amazing. Not all of them are going to be saved, but you know what? That isn't, the, that isn't my business. I want them to be saved, and you want them to be saved. But my business, my job is just to tell them, make it available to them. What they do with it is their business. But God providentially brings people into your lives so that you can witness to them. You've got to be ready. Well, you know what, preacher, they, you know, they passed a law. that No, they didn't pass no law. Did you hear me? I said, they didn't pass no law. They didn't pass no law. Freedom of speech is still freedom of speech. Amen. Amen? And we have every right to go out and tell people about Jesus. This is a funny story. I had an assistant pastor with me, and he is a good guy, really a good guy. But but uh, uh, he was mindful of whenever people would start telling him to get out, he'd get. And we was out visiting in this, in this older um, and it, it wasn't a housing project, but it was, it was like housing for older people. So I don't even know what you call that. Okay, It wasn't senior living, so these people lived in individual apartments. And they went down and around and made a horseshoe around almost. And, and, uh, and then there were some in the center. And so, so, uh, so we're out there, and I said, now you take the first two. There was two houses like duplexes. I'll take the next two, and then we'll just keep going. So, so he goes up to this house, and, and he, he knocks on the door. Well, I'm over at the other two houses, just jabbering along like I know what I'm talking about. And uh, so I get done with them two houses, and I look, and he's standing over by my truck. And I thought, now, Andrew, I know you've got plenty of stuff. And I said, what are you doing? He's pointing that lady, I mean, pointing that house. Well, I didn't know what he's pointing at. I said, come here. So he gets to walk in my way, and out comes this little lady. I mean, she couldn't have been, you know, she's probably 90. I don't know, she's about this tall. And, and I heard her, you know, and I heard her, if you don't get out of here soliciting us about religion, I'm going to call the police. And, and then, so when she starts that again, Andrew goes back to my truck. I said, come here. So finally he gets, you know, beware of the dog sign, amen. And man, he comes over here. I said, she ain't going to, I said, if she calls the cops, they got bigger things to do than worry about us. And I said, and she can't do nothing about it anyway, Andrew, we got every right to tell the people about Christ. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. So we went around. So of course my truck is parked right in front of her house. And uh, so when we got done, I said, Hey, Andrew, why don't you go and talk to her again? He goes, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> amen. <laughs> oh, we got the right. We, we ought not to be ashamed. Of the Lord Jesus Christ amen well not to be ashamed of his goodness and his grace let me give you one other thing in that same verse uh, Romans chapter 1 verse 16 for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek we must never underestimate the power of the gospel I say we must never underestimate the power of the gospel how many in here was a sinner before you got saved Oh, great, 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 great. Oh, that's good. I was thinking, man, if you wasn't a sinner before you got saved, something was wrong. Amen. I mean, we were sinners, for all have sinned to come short of the glory of God. But you know what? The devil will convince us. Oh, I'll tell you what. Now I know the gospel can save good people, but boy, them bad people, it's going to have a rough time doing. It. No, the gospel can save. I think I read it. I I'll just look at it one more time. For it is the power. What is? The gospel is the power of God unto everyone that believes. Not just to an not just to the good ones, but to everyone that believes. We must not underestimate the power of the gospel. Man, we look out here at some of these people. We look out here and we think, boy, God could never save that guy. Oh, God could save him. Yeah, he could. And I wrote down some things here just so I'd remember to say them. You know, God can save from the gutter the drug man. How many have been strung out on drugs and and hear the gospel and be saved? I've heard of the Pacific Garden Mission and them men up there come out there and come to the Pacific Garden Mission and hear the gospel and get saved and get redeemed and get lives changed. God can take the drunk and make him a sober man. God can do that. The gospel can do that. God can take a, 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 an immoral person and make him an upright person. The gospel can do that. God's done that before. Amen. He can do it again there's no there's no limit in the power of the gospel we look out here and we see bikers and we see druggies and we see tattooed people and 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 pierced people and all that And we think well, god could no god can we must never underestimate the power of the gospel the power of the gospel boy if we underestimated it paul wouldn't have been saved You know, ladies and gentlemen, could you ever thought about when Paul got saved? You know how many people were praying about Paul getting saved? I doubt very many. I bet most of them was praying, God, if you'd whack that dude, life would be a whole lot better. But you know what? God had a plan. I'll just save him, and that'd be a lot better. We must never underestimate the gospel and the power that it has to save everyone that believes. We must never underestimate it. We must never underestimate the gospel to save the good moral man. Amen? We must never underestimate the gospel to save the, the man that lives up here in the, in the suburbs and in the housing units and in the, in the nursing homes and, and the old men and the young men and the old women and the young women and the, and the good and the upright and the moral and the depraved. And all the gospel can save them all. You know what? We underestimate it. Old guy sitting across the street there, old drunk down the road. Old oh boy, it ain't got nothing to do with his family. An old lady it's lost her, left her kids, or this, that, and the other. They're just too far gone to be saved. Listen, Paul said, God saved me, and I was the chief of sinners. Yeah. He's probably been challenged on that before since making that statement. There's been others that's probably thought they've done just as much as he's done. Well, I'm going to tell you what God could save Paul, God can save anybody. God saved you, God saved me, God can save anybody. He specializes in saving sinners. In fact, that's the only people He does save. Jesus said, I came to seek and to save sinners. That's all He came to seek and save. He didn't even come to seek and save good people. He came to seek and to save sinners. We must never underestimate the power of the gospel. We look at somebody down the road and we think, boy, God never saved him. Well, why don't you give God a chance? Amen? Man, we, we look at, listen, your family's probably a lot like mine. If not, pray for mine. My, my family's got all kinds of sinners in them. We wasn't raised Christians. I, I, mean, I, I mean, we just wasn't raised Christians. My family wasn't raised like that. So all that sin we preach about, my crowd does it. Of all kinds. They drink, they smoke, they drugs, they're immoral. Of all kinds. I mean the whole crowd but God could save him, because he has saved some. My dad, my dad was, a—I mean, my dad was tough. I'm telling you, my dad was tough. My dad was 81 years old when he got saved. We prayed for that old rascal for 15 years. And my son led him to to the Lord six months before he died. I'm going to tell you what, if God can save my dad, I guarantee you, your dad ain't no problem at all. I mean, my dad was tough. He was, he was a, he, he, he just tough. I mean, lived a tough life and a rough life. But God saved him. You know, preacher, we've seen some, we've seen some men in our church, you know, uh, through our church get saved. I'm talking about old men, rough old men. In their, the youngest one that's been saved is about 64. The oldest one was 90. We kind of specialize in that group of men because everybody thinks they can't get saved. But I think, man, if God can save my dad in his age, he surely can save some others. You know, we underestimate the power of the gospel. We got young people. We got a community college. I'm sure you got something like that around here. And, you know, people say, well, them college kids, don't want, they don't want to get saved. You know, we bring them to church and try to preach to them. We've had one saved in five years. You say, well, see, not all of them did. Yeah, but she did. I mean, the gospel can save. There's no There's no limit. You say, well, preacher, you know what? Over there, there's a family, and boy, I'd really like to see them say, but boy, they just, every time I say, talk to them, they just say no. Never underestimate the power of the gospel. Just because you say, they say no, don't mean they mean no. Amen? Have you ever listened to a sales pitch, and you keep saying no, and eventually you say yes? Hey, Amen, I have. I bought a new car one time like that. I wouldn't want to buy a new car, and that guy just made it sweeter and sweeter. By the time I got done, I was buying a car. You ever do anything like that? and You come home and think, man, I wish I hadn't done that. That's a good salesman. Amen? Hey, listen, we just need to keep right on preaching Christ and never underestimate. Because, listen, when the door closes, that don't mean God closes. The Holy Ghost of God goes in past that door. And the Holy Ghost of God can take that track or that John and Romans or that witness or that kindness that you show and just brood over it in the heart of a person. And they'll say, you know what? I believe that's a Christian. I believe I need Jesus. We must never underestimate the power of God, uh, the power of the gospel. You know what? All through Paul's preaching ministry, he kept preaching one thing, Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Why? Because that was the power of God unto salvation. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, the message of missions is this, the gospel. We have to know what it is, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We gotta go take it to the people. We gotta go and preach the gospel to every creature. We can't be ashamed of the gospel. And we can't underestimate the power that it has to redeem a soul. Redeemed, how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. The power of the gospel. Well, I, I tell you what. I could just I could just go on and on and on about the power of the gospel. I believe tonight there's two things we need to do. By all the songs we sang, by the testimony of the missionary, I believe there's somebody here that's probably God's been dealing with your heart for a while, or maybe at some time, uh, maybe in the past, or maybe even tonight, and you're gonna you came to church with no intention of committing yourself. As the preacher just said last night, God hears my all. I'm all yours. But tonight, while I've been preaching, the Holy Ghost of God has been working on your heart, or maybe before you even got here, by what Brother Tom said last night, or Brother Smith. They call you Brother Tom, Brother Smith. Okay, all right. By the pastor that preached last night, amen. And, uh, and, and you're saying, you know what, I really need to dedicate myself to God. Tonight, some of you young people need to dedicate yourself to God, saying, I'll go. God, I'll go wherever you want me to go. You need to get down here at this altar and you need to say, God, I'll go. We had a young man in our church that committed to preaching and his mama threw a fit. You know what? He's he not preaching today. He's in the nursing school because that's what she wanted. And boy, I'm going to tell you what. I think of all the souls that he'll win that he could have won that he won't win and his, their blood will be on her hands and his hands. I'm telling you tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we need to go. And second thing we need to do is we don't need to underestimate what God can do. You need to arm yourself with the gospel, and everywhere you go, just lay it out there. You just never know who might come in. I heard a story, and I'll quit. See, when a preacher does this, this means it's almost done. Amen. I said 735 and 736. I heard a preacher walk into, I can't remember his name, but I heard a testimony of him. He walked into this uh, he walked into this place to eat lunch or supper one day, and there was a bunch of bikes, uh, you know, motorcycle gang bikes outside. And he walked in, and he was a motorcycle guy, and he, he got to talking to them about their motorcycles, and, and, um, which is a good thing to do. Amen? And uh, so he got to talking to them, and, and, and they ate, and he ate, and as, he was, as they were leaving, he said, Fellas, don't ride those motorcycles to hell. That's all he told them. Years later, that old preacher died, and a week or two after he died, one, a young man come walking in, younger man came walking into the church, said, I'm looking for whatever his name was, I can't think of his name, and said, well, he passed away a couple, couple weeks ago, and, and he said, well, I remember being in a restaurant here in this town, and he said, we talked about the motorcycles to that preacher, and the last thing he ever said, don't ride that motorcycle to hell. He said, "Every time I got on there, he said I was scared to death. I was going to die and go to hell." He said, "Every time I was on there, he said I'd think of that voice. That voice would ring in my mind. Don't ride that motorcycle to hell. Don't ride that motorcycle to hell." He said, "I'd be riding and carousing around with all my friends. We get on that motorcycle. He said, that voice would come. Don't ride that motorcycle to hell. Don't ride that motorcycle to hell. Don't ride that motorcycle to hell." And he said, "One day I got saved." He said, "I just wanted to come by and tell him thanks." Well, I'm going to tell you, we better never underestimate the power of the gospel.